Reconnaissance Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the wave of the few short show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am E. James. Welcome to episode 10 of Wave of the Few Shore. Uh, this is a bi-weekly discussion, it's a panel discussion, uh, with three guys that are just good friends. We usually just talk about stuff that's going on in the modern day, stuff that we're thinking about, stuff that we're not thinking about, we bring up to the others, and eventually we all just come to a conclusion at the end of the episode and we figure we learn a little bit more about each other and then the world at the end of it. Yeah. Well said. That's what we do, baby. Hey, 10 episodes. Yeah, 10. 10 big time episodes, man. That's, yo, that, that's huge. Um, I, I, I'm pumped. Air horn it a little bit. I see you, I see you. Yeah, got to, yeah. man. Got to. Yeah, that's a big thing, man. You know, with podcasts, they say usually podcasts die after seven. Uh, for those who don't know, we've actually, we're, we're beyond 10 at this rate. This is, yeah. probably, this is probably more like 20 for us. Yeah, we had like yeah. a cool eight, 10 <laughs> yeah. betas in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, cheers, guys. I'm holding cheers. up my Pellegrino. Cheers. My phone. <laughs> <laughs> because I drank way too much this these last couple of days. Seeing some friends. Yeah, man. I <laughs> Man, I went out last night. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I realize I'm getting old. I am getting old. I can't hang like I used to. I done got old again. Can't <laughs> do the things I'm used to. You can't get old again. Because I'm an old man. <laughs> Y'all ever listen to Buddy Guy? Nah. Buddy Guy is one of my favorite blues players. That's a that's a dope album. When we get done, remind me to play... Uh, Oh, baby, please for you. Right. And that song right there, this dude is pouring his heart out. Really? I mean, you just hear it. He, oh, I'm begging you, baby. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get rolling here, I want to give a shout out to my man, Booty Pants, and to my neighbor. I don't know if he wants me to put his name out, but I'll just call him K, Special K. Um, as mentioned, I went out with some people. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I didn't intend to be out as late as I was, but uh, I was, and uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. Also, a special shout out to you guys in this journey we've been on, and an extra, extra special shout out to Carr for doing the intros. Thanks, man. That was a little weird for me, not doing the <laughs> intro, and I loved it. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, we got we to gotta rotate that duty. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was good cool, job. man. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, good job. Thanks for letting me do the inaugural second intro. <laughs> right, right. 10 in, man. I get it. Uh, I give a little shout out to my managerial folks up at the Saltgrass. We've been through the ups and downs and the waves with that place, man. But there's good people still in there, man. And last night I got to go out with some of those those folks, man. And it was just good times. It was good times, man. You start something new. You meet a whole lot of new people. Don't mean you got to leave the ones you know behind. So Amen to that. It was yeah. nice, to, nice to kick with them and... Ah, uh, just like Mr. E, I had a little bit too much to drink last night <laughs> hanging out with those people, man. I, uh, I was, uh, I was hurting this. Morning. I think I woke up still a little bit, of, a little drunk. I, like woke up like nine o'clock. I was still like a little tipsy. I think. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it's when you know it was fun. Yeah, it's better than a hangover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, 
shout out to shout out to those folks that went out with me last night, man. That was a lot of fun. Little Woodrows, I never been there before. Did you did you catch your turtle race? No, nah, there were no turtle races, but I knew the bartender from like another sawgrass that I worked at. Yeah, so I probably spent. $30 on like 10 drinks. Nice. It was stupid. I mean, that's what's up, man. Yeah, it was stupid. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Service industry perks, dude. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. So shout out and shout out to the bartender who will not be named. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to my friend, Boat Plugs and her husband, which I'll name R. <laughs> it's uh, really nice to catch up with them. Last night, I was just being a degenerate playing Sea of Thieves till like three in the morning, just caffeinated out of my mind. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I don't even get a chance to really play video games like on my own. So it's nice to do it in a social setting. So shout out to y'all. I love y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to boat, pl- boat Plugs. Yeah. It's been too long. I haven't been to the new house yet. Need to do that. So what are we getting into, yo? We're going to get to digging. Digging, dangling, a little bit of confessionals. Oh, this is my confessions. Oh, it is Lent. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> forgive me, Padre, is for I've sinned. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be a quick thing. Um, I don't know if anybody out there in the universe has this, but um, I've been kind of stuck on online gambling for a little bit, and I really shouldn't because it has just been a vicious cycle of serotonin that I find myself doing at the end of the day. And, uh, I haven't gotten that bad to where I've been spending my own money. I've just been spending my winnings, but I think it's time to hang up the hat. Yeah. They're going to get you eventually. They're going to give you not even life-changing money, just a couple extra hundred bucks every week just for you to stay hooked and think about trying to drop your own hundred bucks into it. And uh, I don't recommend it. It's really fun. It's just like walking into a casino without all the cigarette smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Gosh, drinks. That's our, that's already a win. I hate going in the casinos. I like it. I like the vibe. I think that's my thing. That's that's my personal like that's the ultimate vice for me. Walking into a casino with like a hundred bucks and then just playing something like a one arm bandit or like a craps table or something. And it's like, I don't know, there's no greater rush. And there's a lot of people with my mindset too. And I just don't want to get to that to that ultimate thing where I'm like putting up big money, putting up like my mortgage and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a gamble. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to give that up and I think I'm just going to give it up. Not just for Lent, just for good. Cause I don't think any good will come out of it. There's somebody that there's somebody that could benefit from playing with like $200 and I'm just here just being dumb. And that's not, that's not the way to make money. The way to make money is to earn it. So, well, you know, I mean, and I think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to talk you into gambling, but I'm sad. I think if you're depending on the kind of person you are, if you're like once in a while, you want to just throw away $20. Like my folks, they live in Vegas. Yeah. And Whew. they, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how they do it, man. But you know, I'll go up there to visit, go to the casino, say like 20, 40 bucks. Yep. And I've won big to mm-hmm. me. Big is like a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like $200. And yeah. then I stop. I'm like, no, my mom's like, Put it back in. Get a little bit more. I'm like, that's negative. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just made money. That's the thing. You always <laughs> you always play like with that game in your head. Like, oh, I'm just down this much. But if I put maybe a little bit more, I'll be yeah, up like I this can much. Get, I can get yeah. there. I can get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I um, I couldn't live in Vegas and I couldn't be online. I, sh- I, I went one time in Vegas. I got lucky. It was a Batman slot machine. I put in $20. Yeah, yeah. I turned that into like 
eight hundred bucks. Nice. Uh, wow. But it got the really the pot got up to like sixteen hundred bucks. I hit jackpot. Ooh. So like I had a lot of money, and then I just kept playing and kept playing. Yeah. And then like my winnings got cut in half, and I was like, all right, bro, I gotta walk away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just it's it's addictive. It's it's a thing, man. It's a thing that's like you said that serotonin releasing your brain just for winning. It's exciting. It's and then of course making money. You know, like making money off of yeah off of hitting some numbers or like blackjack. I, I like blackjack. Yeah, it's just the gamification of you and your life savings. Yeah, something about it's attractive and yeah. Like, even as I think about it now, I'm like, hmm, once I get my deposit for my last winnings, like, stupid. Like, like I need to chill because, yeah, I like my house. Tranquilo, bro. Relax. Tranquil, tranquilito, tranquilito. Yeah. It's like, what if I just, hmm, yeah, yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more. And now there's nothing. Yep. Right. And then you're going, um, so, hey, baby, uh, see, <laughs> let me tell you a crazy story. <laughs> well we got to we got to we got to put this house on on uh what is it not orchard what's the one that was like three days oh uh perch ooh. it's like oh, open nah. door open door mm. i think it's open door right i think it's open door is the one like they i think when you call them got to sell the house in like three days really is that a guarantee is that like their, their... I, i'm pretty sure that's what it was mm. hey you know i i should have had that well we're just talking off the cuff it's whatever but i mean we could follow that up. I think it's three days and then you have to pay extra to extend it to five or seven days. Uh, my buddy Influence sold his house and he hit me up out of nowhere. It was like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, chilling. What's up? You want to help me move? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this, one, hey, this, this is like one of my closest partners. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I hopped up. He lived right down the street. I was like, man, they give you no time to get out of here. He was like, no. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So, hey, speaking of gambling and putting your house up. So I sent y'all an article from uh, the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, I don't read a ton of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I, I see some, you know, articles every once in a while. But this is the first time in a long time that just on the strength of the headline alone, I was like, okay, sold. It's, the articles are titled... Their offer was accepted. The only problem, the house wasn't for sale. Yeah, this was this story was a can of worms. Just opening it up. Yeah, was, yeah, man. Yeah. So there was there's two stories in this one. I felt like the second one had a little bit more spice yeah. than the first story. Uh, but in the first story, uh, a, a guy, what did he? He called. He called up. Um, Oh, what was a, it? A realtor group. Yes, the realtor group. Thank you. My, my brain just stopped working. Give me one second here. All right. So the first story, this dude obviously comes from money. And I say obviously because, you know, two million. Two million on a house, bro. <laughs> all I mean, cash. Now offer. I know what now it is California, so things are a little inflated, but still, even a two million dollar house in California, that's I mean, that you you're sitting pretty. So anyway. I'm going to kind of like skim through the parts that I thought that were amazing <laughs> in this article, right? So it says, my client was looking for a house in Floral Park. Um, he says, we struck, out, we struck out on a couple and then one pops up on the market. He sends me the listing and says, I absolutely love this house. It's big. It's got a pool. Everything he wanted. It needs some work, but for two mil, it's 
pretty darn good. <laughs> need some work. When I hear need some work, I'm like, two million and need yeah, some work. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Can't like, even fathom that. But <laughs> <what>? okay. <laughs> so they contacted the agent. You know, he was at a reputable, reputable company. Um, and they said there was like no open houses, right? So the the, the company says that the buyer wanted to put in an offer. One of the excuse, excuse me. The guy says his client wanted to put in an offer on the house so no one takes it on the market, right? So they did the whole contingent thing and the agent said, you know, you guys come here, we'll do the inspection on Monday, right? So they do that. They drew up an offer. It was accepted in four hours, which, you know, that's, that's pretty solid time. I think, I think ours was accepted when we bought this house about that quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's about two to four hours, something like that. All right, so all cash offer. That's how you know you got money. $2 million house, all, all cash. cash. Yes. Thank you for doing that right with me, by the way. That was beautiful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So anyway, all cash. Two milli, a milli, a milli. And here's where things get weird. Dude says, or the, the agent, that is, hey, would you mind wiring the money directly to my seller's account? Yeah. Okay. I like, I guess that's not normal. I don't, I, 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 I don't recall. No, I think we did it through, we had, you have to do it through a lender. Don't you, you have to do it through a lender. Yeah. Normally you go yeah. through, like, there's some middle, middle. Like, yeah. You have the, the escrow in the middle. Yeah. Of that, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Or brokerage or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so I feel like, you know, I should know this cause I just bought this house almost three years ago, but it just seemed like the process went so quick. So anyway, $2 million house. The deposit was 70000 or about 70000 Um, They said, absolutely not. Let's get on the phone. All right. So seller's like, all right, it's cool. You know, he says, I've been burned before when someone's backed out. Uh, they also said that, um, you know, let's not do this. So on Monday, they get to the house to do an inspection, right? And they knock on the door and it says, some dude comes out in his underwear. I wanted to read that specifically. Comes out in his underwear, no shoes on. And then they're like, uh, we're here to do the inspection. And he's like, what are you talking about? Uh, then they reply, you know, didn't your agent inform you? You know, we're in escrow with you guys. And so they pull out the contract, had his name and everything. And the dude says, what in the actual hell? And I quote, you guys got to leave. I never listed the house. I just bought it two years ago and I'm not planning on selling. Wow. I was like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Like how? Houseway. So apparently <laughs> there's a scam. What the part that doesn't, it's not really clear in the article. It doesn't give you details as to like what part was the scam. Like it just kind of flips to the next one. Yeah. And to me, a much better story. So this guy, he's selling his house. He says that he doesn't want to list the house. Or sorry, you know, he doesn't want to put a sign in, in yeah, the yard. Yeah, yeah he doesn't want to put a sign in the yard because he's not cool with his neighbors. So, you know, the agent's like, all right, you know, that's cool. we'll, 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 we'll put it out there. That's fine. They list the house. They get an offer, you know, the, the, immediately it's like, it's, it's quick. Like they, they get an offer the, the, the buyers want to swoop in, but there's a red flag and, um, <laughs> it's, they, they try to, they try to get it under contract, right? 
and there was a there was a lean, a bond leaned, leaned bond lean. I keep saying it wrong on the house, and so they call the guy who's selling the house the right, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh shit, they put a bond on the house, <laughs> yeah. right?" And so he finally admits that he's out for murder, and he didn't realize that they did that. Mm. So what had happened? What had happened was. They killed somebody, and I say they, he and his wife, because an important detail I did leave out is that his wife wasn't around. He was like, yeah, my wife's out of town, so I want to sell this, but I want to sell this house, right? So his wife fled. Yeah. His wife fled, right? And so he goes to jail. They, They caught her. He goes to jail. She goes to jail. They're obviously the men and women, so it's two different type of detention centers. The real estate agent is like going through all these hoops, talking to his friends and the attorney, you know, that he knows that are attorneys to try to arrange to be able to still sell this house. <laughs> okay. And so he gets the wife to sign the paperwork. He goes to, up to the guy to get him to sign the paperwork finally. And they, and the way they describe it in the article is like, you know, he's, I'm in jail. I mean, I'm really in there. And they open up these big old like steel doors and he comes out and he grabs the, the, uh, the, the real estate agent and gives him a big hug. And he's like, Hey, Scott, you got it done, blah, blah, blah. He signs the paper and he goes, hey, man, I'm going to give you a call when I get out of jail because I want to do real estate too. (laughs) I was like, what the shit? I mean, come on, man. (laughs) That was the part that was funny for me. Yeah, When I get out of here, bro, I'm trying to be like you. Like, you made this happen. Let me, show me me how you did this, bro. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure the real estate agent guy's like, I want nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. It's a strange way to walk into a deal. Like (laughs) right. So like I got I got I guess more of an interpretation of the story this way. Like, yeah, there was a scammer that was attempting to get that 70k wired into like an escrow account right before they even went to do the home inspection. But that was kind of the method of scamming. Came off came off like he uh was like a seasoned realtor, was like, hey, just wire this, we can get it going. But like, no, let's go do the home inspection. That's that's when that guy drops communication. So there was a third party that introduced these two parties together. And it just so happened to be that the guy that was uh, trying to get out of the murder case ended up just meeting a realtor by them knocking at their front door. And so the dude was just basically like, Hey, this might not be a bad idea to actually sell my house. Now that I murdered somebody allegedly. Ah, okay. I see you. So yeah, that, that just comes up. The realtor group is like not going to turn down a deal. So I guess they maybe walked way too fast into that because of, the situation to where they probably spent a couple bucks just trying to get the home inspection and the documents all drafted. Gotcha. So they probably didn't take their time to do their due diligence. And then at that point, they probably went way too far into the deal to back out. And, mm. and that's the sale of a lifetime. That's something you talk about with your other realtor friends. Like, yeah, I sold a house that somebody murdered somebody in. And let me tell you how it all happened. <laughs> let me tell you. It's all by, by chance. Like, that's yeah, just man. so crazy. The two worlds just met in that moment. And, you know, they got the deal done. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, that was a that was a happy ending for for the real estate agent, dude. I'm still shook on so. two hundred million dollar cash off or two million dollar cash offer. Yeah, the <laughs> bonus. Yeah, the bonus was fat. The morality was probably like getting to the to the seller. They're like, oh, "What do I do?" But then they probably got their <laughs> bonus. Like, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. How do you sell a house? Okay, so you find out. All right, here's a moral question: You find out all this stuff happened in the house. Right. Do you tell the buyer or do you just shut up? 
and then wait for like the news to come out later. Like, cause that's a potential future lawsuit. Like, I think that depends on, you know, I feel like that'd be a state thing. I feel like different states would have different requirements mm. regarding that. I'm not hundred percent. I'm not hundred percent on that either. Cause we're, I'm not in the real estate, Yeah, but that is, I, that would be a good follow up. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that one, man. I'm going to yeah, call some, yeah, I got some yeah. really two friends I know. You know, I can talk to my my realtor that sold this house and bought and got this house from. They're like, oh yeah, we didn't tell you there's a dead body in the house too. So oh yeah, it's still there. They buried it in the basement. We I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure because you know, I mean, there was a bond lien. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that they were able to. I mean, they were able to. Well, they had to start details. digging after that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Had, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like reading that story wasn't even digging. It's like, oh, there's a bond. Oh yeah, I killed somebody in here, bro. <laughs> that's what that's for. I didn't know they put a lien on the house, but oh. I still want to sell it. <laughs> oh, this. Man, you know, this, this, whole, this, thing. Whole, thing. this whole thing, man. I mean, you know, hey, the floors hey. are new, new carpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a blow over. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, I think there's some blood. No, baby, that, that, don't worry about it. We'll pressure wash that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll paint over it. What's that stuff they do when you, when, you, when that, your house like gets caught on fire, like a kitchen? They do like some sort of, uh, they, it, they repaint over it, but they use uh, something that kind of prevents it from like, like when you have water damage, prevent it from molding. And then when you have smoke, like it, it stops the smoke uh, smell or damage. It's like a sealant or something. Yeah, there's there's something that they do. Do they got murder sealant? I got no <laughs> sealants. Hey, I need the uh, the murder sealant, please. <laughs> like, I wonder how far this, like, this obviously became a national headline. Like, when did the buyer realize that they're sitting in a murder home? Well, do they care? Because California's got crazy property. People don't care. Like, they just want to be in their, their nice neighborhoods and all that stuff. Like, maybe that's a story for them, too. Well, see, now you got me going like in a totally different direction. It's yeah. like when you buy an old house, it's like, do you ever wonder? Oh, yeah. How many people have died in this house? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Has anybody died in this house? Yeah. Anybody got a haunted house? Like my parents' house was haunted for sure. Like for all real? day. Yeah. There was like an old man with like a fedora. Like, yeah. And I was in that bedroom for like 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like stuff going on at my parents' house. We talk about haunted houses next Halloween. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. Save that. So not to go in deeper into darkness uh, with, with murders and things, but I want to do a quick double tap on the, uh, the club Q shooter, Anderson Aldrich, that dude's facing like 323 counts um, or sorry. Yeah. Counts. They're putting charges on him. I, I believe the charges are obviously murder, Yeah, but um, first degree murder, attempted murder and bias motivated crimes. Yeah, so it's like I guess every individual is like the amount of charges and all that stuff too. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. really that really does add up. That that guy hit the slots in one big for charges. Yeah, he's he's gone, man. For yeah. That first degree murder alone calls for a mandatory life sentence, prison yeah. parole in Colorado. You know, and that's that's the thing because it's like three hundred counts. At first, when I heard, it, I was like, he didn't kill three hundred people, and then I was like, I guess oh, it multiplies based did. on yeah. And then there's yeah. probably camera footage that they have to review and. There's probably like internet paper trail, like stuff. 300 counts of, you know, you got first degree murder, attempted murder, Yep. you know, assault with a deadly weapon, like, you know. Yep. Yep. And different people. You get all those things times. I don't know. I don't know how many people were injured or or, or lost their lives specifically in that tragic event. Yeah. It's been a while since we talked about it. So I think, let's see, uh, 19 people were injured. Yeah, and I guess every count counts against them as an individual. And then, yeah, so you yeah. have to multiply that out. Um, that's was, insane, dude. That's yeah. just insane. Yeah, that's dude's, that's due process for you. going to jail for the next mm-hmm. four lives. When we talked about this last time, we focused on 
Oh, the, Richard. The, yeah, the hero. Richard F. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot his last name, but yeah. we we focused on him and his heroics for putting an end to that. Yeah, you know, I want to I want to also with this bring up some ugly shit that I read on YouTube because you know this this there's a video here in the comments section. It's just ugly, you know. All the homophobic people. I don't even say homophobic. I don't want to say they're scared, but the people who are saying gross things yeah. about the LGBTQ plus community. Look, you don't have to agree with their lifestyle. You don't have to support it. But can we at least agree that these it's it's murder, man? Yeah. Did they, did they, do they deserve yeah. that? Yeah, it's like reductive when you don't when you don't care about that group and then a school shootings as just as important. Like, you know, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to go and read any of the comments because it's just, it's a waste of our airtime. Yeah. (laughs) You know, quite frankly, but I'm just, I'm sick of it, man. It's like you said, car, it's reductive to sit there and just exclude different groups from the consequences that are all happening because of these, like these perpetuating forums, these echo chambers. Yes. Yes. Like I, I saw a word. I will say one thing. I saw a word I hadn't heard in a long time. Somebody just called them a bunch of sodomites. And I was like, damn, damn, mm. dude, really? Really? It's like biblical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's just like, come on, man. These are these are people. Like, imagine if one of these people were your cousin, your brother, your son, your daughter, yeah. fill in the blank. Someone that you're yeah. you know that you're or that you're related to. Come on, man. Someone that you love, man. Just imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone that you love. That's that's very succinct right there. Yeah, like yeah, like even if you're not part of that group, your extended family is exactly that, you know in some form or fashion that will come down to you in degrees. Exactly, yeah. exactly, man. So I've said the word exactly about eight times now. Precisely, <laughs> indubitably, sweetenly. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but not to make it light or anything. But yeah, it's. I mean, this is going to be one of those other like landmark cases where they have the amount of kind of crimes that were committed in a single act of hatred. And yeah, it's going to just keep on putting statistics into this pile, you know? And the only thing we're going to get out of this or the only things we're going to get out of this is, you know, regardless, don't take our guns, gay people bad, right? They got what, you know, they got what they deserved. Yeah. It dredges up like topics that are not really related to the actual. Exactly. Exactly. Mm Exactly. exactly. And it's now positive part. That guy was a hero. Uh, Save more lives. And right. Right. You know, save more lives by taking that guy down. But that situation shouldn't have happened anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, sorry to the lives that were lost and everything. Yeah, Our man. condolences, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every everybody's got their day in court when they do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, one of those inevitable actions when you, you, you do something like that, man. It's coming to come around and bite you one way or another. Either you're going to end up in jail for the rest of your life or with a bullet in your brain. Yeah. Uh, that's the way those two things normally play out. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's crazy, man. Absolutely insane. All right, uh, so uh, just to switch topics up a little bit, uh, switch gears, you know, switch tracks. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, just a little, a little, little follow up. We were talking about that last episode. So mm-hmm. February third, you had the train derailment um, in East Palestine, Ohio. It's been a lot of back and forth going on about this man. 
Uh, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of people talking, a lot of action, a lot of inaction. Um, I, I think this is kind of one of the falls to our country when something like this happens. It's, oh, it's the state. Oh, no, it's the city. Oh, no, should be the federal government or the federal agencies helping. There's a lot of non-help going around. Yeah, like the bureaucracy that's getting people to stop, like, simply just going to go provide relief. Yeah, like— right. Instead of going in there and fixing the problem, it's like yeah. we point fingers at not even who to blame, but who should go fix a problem. Yeah. And it seems like when you bring up FEMA, like FEMA gets brought up every time. Like what are the what are the mechanisms at play that always point to FEMA being the one that's not like serving or, or doing the, the job? Like right. those are questions. But people just want to use that word like, oh, is the damn FEMA not gonna give me my water or whatever? Like <laughs> Yeah, it happened with Flint, happened like with Katrina, it happened all these times. But what are those things that are put in place that stop a lot of just obviously uh, like helpful reactions to these things? Yeah. Like what 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 pulls the brakes on this? You know. Well, man, bad choice of words. Yeah, <laughs> you say pull the brakes. I mean, not to that, make light. That of the was situation. my switch track. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, there are so many things to unpack with this situation. Yeah. I mean, they said it was safe. I mean, the chemicals that are in the air, you know, they said it was safe for them to go back, but, or back into, you know, uh, mm, in the area. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But it really isn't, apparently. It's like scorched earth, man, with like forever chemicals. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Right. And then you, I think you, were, you and I were talking about it in the pre-show, uh, Dead animals? Yeah, yeah. over 43,000 dead animals in the area, like livestock, pets, wilderness. Like, it's it's scary, man. Honestly, it's, like, scary to think about that. And, and if I understand my geography correctly, this is East Palestine. I think this is on the border of Virginia. Pen- Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Thank you. I'm about to say yeah. Virginia. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Border of Pennsylvania. So the people in Pennsylvania have to worry about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah water, yeah. Water flows. Like I'm, yeah. the runoff. Like me yeah. on mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's crazy, man. They have, um, I was reading an article, golden Eagle. It's like a major grocery chain out mm-hmm. there. They're pulling waters out of the shelves because their distribution plants, like 30 miles from, where the train crash happened. Mm. Uh, so they don't even know if they, they yeah, check. Like, yeah. They yeah. don't know. So they're just being precautionary, but it's, but it's, you know, it's where do you get your water from? You get it from the ground, you put it in the bottles. That's what they do. Um, you don't know what's going on. Um, so going back to FEMA real quick. So they're F- FEMA sending agents, but they're not giving them like the major, like what's it called? Um, it didn't meet the definition of a major disaster under federal law. So I guess there's a serious the 1988 Stanford act says a major disaster is defined by any natural catastrophe in the country that causes damage of such severity that the president determines it is beyond the combined capabilities of state and local governments to um, respond. I think the um, key word in that definition is natural catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah, um, specifically, yeah. and I think about I, I, you read that, you can kind of get it, but still, man, this is a, this is a chemical. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, spill. man? Yeah, I mean, it's a chemical spill. It's a chemical yeah. catastrophe. Yeah, um, it's dangerous. You don't know what kind of effects this is going to have on that entire area for 
the next 20 years. Yeah. Like generations are going to be affected by it. Like stuff that we use in our, in like our laptop batteries and stuff gets shipped by freight. And like, it's so crazy how easily one tipped over train set can create all this for people for basically like the cause of consumerism, because I'm pretty sure all those chemicals get used in one thing or another. It ends up being a plastic or, mm-hmm. or a battery or, or a chip. And we're just harvesting all these things and see how easily it just disrupts the earth. Like when it all comes together in that perfect storm. Yeah. Like that's crazy. So I I don't want to, um, we're going to steer kind of mildly, lowly political on this. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this. I was talking with a few buddies of mine about this. And, you know, Biden is over in Ukraine yeah, because that's a crisis, you know? Oh, and happy birthday, war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's over there dealing with that. And a lot of people have been excoriating him because they feel he should be, he should have been at East Palestine. And one of the things that, you know, my personal feelings, I agree. I think he should have been there earlier. A friend of mine and, and I had a respectful, not even a debate, just talking about it. And he was like, well, he can't do anything. He's, I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to show up. And he's going to talk to people and he's going to go, hey, we're sorry this happened, blah. And according to, uh, shout out to the We're Not Wrong podcast, um, that they gave some facts on this, some details. And apparently, one of the things that was shot down was trying to improve the brakes on trains. Yeah, during the uh, the negotiation with the railroad. Yeah, right, right. They right. called this the the they called this right because though I guess the way the trains are designed, um, it's they've been it's never changed. So it starts in they they slow down in successions like one car, one car, one car. I can't remember and, and not car on the mic, um, <laughs> but I I can't remember if it's from the front to the back or back to the front that the whole point is if they were to switch to this new system, it would stop them all at once. Yeah. Instead of it being like this momentum game and physics right. just right. And you get that pile of, yeah. Right? yeah. Cause it takes what a that quarter mile too. for a train to come to a, at least for a train to come to a, something like uh, that. Say stops like a quarter or a half mile. Yeah. Something like that. that it, it, it ain't right away. That's for sure. So yeah. That was part of, that was one of the things they were talking about. And, and I, I found that to be intriguing because I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this could prevent things like this from happening. I mean, of, of course, pileups like this don't happen often, but we rely heavily on that method of transport yeah, in the, this country. One time it goes wrong, look what happens. Like. Right, right. And it's a major thing. So going back to, uh, uh, and I was like, in, I'm, I'm bringing that up to say with Biden, Especially with the, the 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 negotiations that they had had with all the unions, all the train companies, and all that whole situation, mm-hmm. it's like they're planning on doing a strike, and they're like, "No, you won't. That's not going to happen." Um, I think he should have gone down there. You are the leader of the free world, quote unquote. I know Biden can't go down himself, put on a hazmat suit, and you know Why? vacuum up some chemicals. Well, he is like eighty five. So. <laughs> <laughs> You might gain superpowers, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might end up being uh what's that dude? Uh um Super not, Joe. No, not not Metallo. I'm thinking from DC, the the parasite guy. 
something like that. I forgot him. He's like made of different elements. Anyway, um, you go out in there and you say, hey, look, we're here. This is a crisis. It may not be a national crisis, like, apparently, because of the what you read me earlier. But you say, we're here. I got the best people work around the clock. I'm bringing these people down here to do this, this, and that. I wish I could stay and 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 walk with you and hold your hand and say all the things I need to say extendedly or, or you know for an ex- extended length of time. I've got a crisis across the world that impacts the whole world at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't mean I'm not dedicated to you. I kind of equated it like this. It's like it's the difference to me in going to Home Depot or Lowe's. And I say, hey, can you show me where the hammers are? Can you tell me where the hammers are? It's the difference of me pointing. Yeah. Go down aisle 13, take a left, go three quarters down the aisle. They're on there. It's on your right. It's the difference between that and saying, yeah, follow Follow me. Follow me. I'm going to take you down there. We're going to talk along the way. I'm going to hear your story, that human touch. I'm going to show you where they are. I'm going to make sure that you don't have any additional questions. That's being presidential. That's what the president's supposed to do. If not him, at least send Kamala down there. You know, somebody should have been down there right after it happened when they had all, well, not right after, because they don't know how bad. Yeah, how, like what the effects are going to be. After you assess but the once damage. Once you open the town right. back up to the people, right. you right. should go down there and be with the people. I completely under, I, uh, understand and agree. Yeah, um, I, I just think it's the right thing to do. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. I think uh, showing face to try and sway public opinion to maybe put pressure on those railroad companies to yeah. to do those ref, ref, reform processes for the brakes or whatever it's going to be just to make things a little better later. Maybe try and hold them accountable. I don't know. That's got to be like, that is a top priority for the people that are affected locally. But maybe, maybe there's other things at play that we're not seeing that cause an international visit to happen. You know, like maybe there's de-escalation talks or something that's just not a public conversation. I don't know, man. I think this is like not the problem with America, Mm. but it's like what we do, right? Mm. We, we're supposedly one of the most powerful countries in the world, richest country in the world. We got a ridiculous homeless population. There's so many issues that we have at home and we're always helping other people, Uh, right? It's always them before us. Yeah. Which it's just what we do now. I mean, you have to be a a global superpower, so you have to be around the globe. But I don't know. I think you should take care of your own before you do that. Like, hey, well, I got something going on in my backyard. Let me finish what I'm doing here. Let me get in my house right, and then I'll come help you with your house. Um, Yeah, there's a sense of like a lack of nationalism, I guess, when it comes to like administrations and stuff. And it's not just the Biden administration. It's not like specifically this. This is like the pattern. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter who you want to talk about. Like, this is what they do. Like, oh, well, you know, we got this going on, but we're going to go send all this money to these people. Um, We're going to go do this, that or the third. But like, okay, go spend $2 trillion and build homeless shelters across the nation. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, that's the state's problem. Yeah. That's what the states do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally hear you, man. I, I totally hear you. You know, I, 
I was trying to find this. I hadn't seen, and maybe I'm just re, not researching properly. I, one of my friends said that um, Biden had tried to call the governor to do some sort of assistance, and he had been denying Biden's calls. I, I hadn't seen anything to, to substantiate that. I should have asked for an article when we were discussing it. But regardless, if that is true, it's the federal, you know, you're federal. You could still say, okay, cool. If you're going to deny us, we're just going to go to the next adjacent town to tell everybody to come over here or we're going to set up shop at this hotel and we're going we're gonna to talk to the people anyway because that's what we do. You know, it may look like government overreach or whatever, but I, I don't think it will. It, politi- a good politician could, could spin it that way, but it's just, to me, it's, it's doing the right thing. It's making sure that your constituents are taken care of. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, the, the, the people of the government are supposed to work for us and that's what they're supposed to do. So, you know, I hope that, I hope they, they get this situation squared away, man, because this is looking bad for everyone, everyone, no one looks good. And I, uh, that 4,700 people that live in that town, man, I, I think this is going to end up being one of those things where that, like that town is going to be gone. Yeah, like pack like, it up. Yeah, like pack it up, ghost town, empty houses, overrun by nature, looking like the Lost of Us, Last of Us, uh, like, you know, after something like that. Like I, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's yeah. going to end up something like that. And I feel bad for those people because, you know, people in small towns like that, they live there forever, like their yeah. whole life. Like my grandma lived here. My great-grandma lived here. Like, yeah, it's generational. Yeah, you know, yeah, those, those people yeah. live there for, for generations and generations. And to have something like this happen to displace you is one thing. And then to not get assistance to help other than sending people to test and, you know, things of that nature, there's no solution being given, which I mean, it's going to be difficult to find a solution for a problem this big. Yeah. With this many tentacles and heads, like, yeah, you can attack this like a bunch of different ways, but at the end of it, like there's still causality at the end of the action and the repercussions of all that. Yeah. I agree, man. Unfortunate. It's I hope a, uh, I hope everybody that's displaced right now can find some stability in the future. <sighs> Me too, man. I, you know that's that's my big worry, Sigh. Yeah. You know, I'm just guys. I'm I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of this. Tired boss. I'm, yeah. I'm tired boss. <laughs> I'm tired boss. I'm just I'm just tired of it, man. You know, you know me. My whole thing, Mister Bill and Ted, be excellent to one another. You know what I'm saying? No, that's it though. That that's what I want. I want everyone to be excellent to one another. So to pivot off the trains and back over to uh, the war in Ukraine, as mentioned earlier, bars. You know, <laughs> nice. Uh, we are a year plus now, officially. Yeah. Into this war, and now. Well, not now. China recently called for a, a ceasefire. And it was like a 12, 12 point uh, blueprint of things that need to be met. And according to sources familiar with the matter, no, it seemed to be like a lot more favorable to Russia, the US, and the, well, the UN <laughs> swiftly was like, stop, no, and don't. This is not going to work. Yeah. Um, because they want. Ukraine to be recognized as its own nation. You know, uh, what, what I wanted to ask you guys is like, 
We're on the brink of World War III, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. How do you think, do you think this thing ends with a ceasefire? Or do you think Russia is just going to go straight scorched earth, man? Hell or high water? I think it's going to, I think those are the only two options. Like, I think those are like literally the only two ways that this can go, which is ridiculously scary. Um, and in the world we live in, man, it doesn't even have to, there's, there's so many ways to cripple and attack the, the world that we live in. Everybody just like auto assumes to nukes. But I mean, if China and Russia form an alliance to help each other, it's going to start. It's well, going to like, well, start I mean, they the, already are allies, but know? I mean, but like allies, like, you know, the, like the U S you know, if they start sending the weapons and things to, to, yeah. to Russia, yeah. which I think is, also a little hypocritical, like, oh no, you can't do this, but we're gonna do this. Um, but that's that's a, that's a topic for another uh, another day. I believe the U.S.'s stance is that Ukraine was chilling, minding their own business, and Russia came in there, started messing with them. Which I think that's the everybody in the world's kind of stance on it. That isn't allies with them. Like, leave them alone, dude. What are you doing? So these countries are shipping weapons to Ukraine to protect themselves from being invaded. Now, I forgot where I read it. It wasn't, it was a credible source. I just can't remember which source it was. I read it within the last few days, but China says they don't like that. They Basically, they, they, they wish they would have handled this differently. Like they, they support Russia, but they don't like the way they're doing it. They don't, they don't like the invasion. Yeah. But they're really not, jumping in and saying either like, Hey, homie, this is, this is, this isn't you <laughs> stand out. <laughs> right. You know, like, like Xi Jinping isn't saying, yo, poots. Come on, man. <laughs> poots. Remember that, remember, remember that time on, when we were in Vegas? <laughs> you know, you know, and, and it's crazy because as weird as this is going to sound like we, I, I liked, I liked that we were a little harder on China you know, um, when, when when Trump was around, he was a little bit more of a China hawk. Um, I do know, I, I, I forgot again where I, read, where I read this, but during the Olympics, when it was in China and Obama was president, you know, that Biden had hung out with Xi Jinping, you know, and they had a good time and there was, it was, you know, it was cool. So I was, I had a small hope that these two could kind of bridge a gap and we could kind of move past all this tension all this tension but i don't i don't think we're gonna get there i hope china doesn't get involved we got north korea with icmbs yeah i can i can already sorry, see yeah icbms excuse me how it can go with china allying them u.s making some sort of retaliation yeah man, north korea getting into you know getting they, into they the rush waiting yeah they're just waiting they just want a reason bro they're like push the button push yeah, the button, like, yeah exactly like, like come on let's do it let me show you what i got over here almost literally north korea and iran are like little bit they're like yo just come on y'all win it let's let's <laughs> hey, bro i got these bombs i'm trying to show right. you they're like hey they're like look just you, you can't see me but i'm opening my jacket like i got stuff on the inside like hey, what you want what you want man i got I got tech nines. I got this. Yeah, man. Um, we ready. Yeah. We're ready. So it's just slippery slope, man. We're getting into and 
ah, it's just, I think we're, I, I do think that we're on the brink of another world war. Now, what this is going to entail, we're 100 years, I'm um, not 100, what is that, 80 years removed from the last one? Yeah, yeah. Um, 40s. So there's, I, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, war's different. I think wars, like, it'll be fought differently. Like, of course, you're going to have the missiles and stuff like that, but it's going to be, it's going to be more like server attacks and, yeah, and blackouts on grids and, and things like that. Um, then just swarming towns with thousands of troops. Like, it may come to that, but before any of that happens, it's going to be very, you know, it's going to be that not biological warfare, but that like intelligence warfare. So, so cyber war. So, yeah, cyber yeah, war. Cyber war. So, when I was getting my associates, we actually watched a documentary. It might have been PBS. We watched a documentary, and it looked old. It looked old when I watched it in like '08 or '09, called Cyber War. Hmm. And all the classes I took kind of like was emphasizing the need to secure our power grid. So these are called uh, SCADA systems, super, yeah. supervisory control and data acquisition. These, these things are very important to control electricity, nuclear power, water, uh, fuel, you know, mm. like when you work, when you work in certain industries, you have your main network. It's kind of like in the government, they have a classified network and then the non-classified you, you t- a good setup is like having the SCADA system and then their SCADA network and then a separate network with all the other web traffic because mm-hmm. that gets, if the, if the network gets owned, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> so as you said, man, they're going to focus on that. I mean, there's, there's that aspect that's a lot more drastic. There is the disinformation, misinformation stuff with what, that's why the government freaks out about TikTok because all the tracking, you know, all the information that's being pumped up. You cre- you have people creating division. That's why the election stuff was so huge because mm-hmm. it's like the, the Russians sending out all this disinformation, misinformation to turn people against each other. That That's how you beat your enemy, you know? You yeah. sow seeds, seeds of, of division, you know? Make them fight against each other and then we'll take them, you know? And that's, that's kind of the whole worry about the cyber part of this. It's, we're moving into unknown territory. Yeah. There's so much more we could we could talk about just on the cybery aspects. I don't want to weigh the conversation down with that. Yeah. But I, I just really wanted to get you guys' quick thoughts on that because I, I do worry, man. Like we're we're getting too comfortable, in my opinion, with the idea of going to war. It's like um, you know, you ever heard of soft launching? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's what it feels like. It's like, hey, I'm gonna try this idea out, see how you guys are doing, how you guys respond to it. Yeah, this war's like an open beta. Yeah, yeah, we're fighting a proxy war with Russia, basically through through the Ukraine. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the the definition of war will be changed when, if a big wide scale conflict breaks up, because I think everybody would be at risk in their own town if there's a chance to where every power was not looked favorably by looked at favorably by their people. Yeah. That's the biggest risk. I think that decentralization and then like every infrastructure going down, like we have a lot of people that are dependent on things that they don't even acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Like running water is, yeah. like, is like a privilege that a lot of modern countries get and stuff. But 
imagine if you didn't have the faith in your government to be able to provide you those things. That's when like internal struggle happens. And that's when there's like dissent. I think that is the bigger element that comes at play. Like when you can't get a hold of your people and there's supposed to be a war with the rest of the world, like what do you do that diminishes your power severely? Things that we don't even think about that, you know, we take advantage of every day. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine, you know, people worry about the internet being down. Yeah, I mean, that, like a, that, that is huge, but yeah. imagine not having water. Yeah. <laughs> Heat. Yeah. That, cool. that, that puts you in a different mindset to want to survive. And I think at that point that that is like a successful attack. Like when people stop thinking about the greater picture and it becomes like a very isolated thing. Mm-hmm. It's that you division get, aspect. He was kind of yeah, hitting yeah, on you get, you get pockets of people that don't care about the outside world because they're trying to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the scariest part. I think the that's country what, divided is a weak country, man. Yeah. I think that's like the, that would be the worst kind of outcome of this. Cause I think that would be the way it would go. I don't think it would, it would be, I think at first we all be under the impression that we're all fighting sides, but I think those sides would quickly fall down. Dude, after. Just think, look at how like things are go, how we go about things these days Yeah, and the way our society is without any external pressure. Mm-hmm. of things like that we're already at each other's throats half the time mm-hmm. you know we already don't like each other yeah i love you guys but yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know like in a in a whole like we don't trust our neighbor and you know you, of course like you have neighbors like, oh yeah they're cool but it's like but those people like it, it's yeah. always like it's always like that and it's even more so now um people are dug into their beliefs and now you can find somebody on the other side of the country that believes the same thing as you and and stir up those beliefs or strengthen those beliefs that you have, whether they be right or wrong. So you don't have to go out and see people for who they are anymore. And it's just, it's more, it's division. And with the landscape that we were looking at in the world right now, the division in this country is scary. Yeah, it's scary. If we go to war, we I don't think we win. Yeah, it's division on demand too, because you you go actively find your own prejudice mm-hmm. on here and just echo it over and over in, in your brain. And then you've got politicians, yeah. you know, like calling for national divorce. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh yeah, trying to get people to succeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, succeed, succeed, succeed. Yeah. succeed. I, I, yeah. I do it all the time too, man. <laughs> she, she's trying to get people to succeed. How dare her? <laughs> <laughs> you want us winning? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but no, um, that's I think the biggest consequence. If you, that's something that's irreparable afterwards. Because yeah, once you get powers that get displaced, the other powers come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That that's uh. That idea is is problematic just in the thought that, I mean, there's going to be division and people that don't see eye to eye and all kinds of, all kinds mm-hmm. of things. But can you imagine, it's like they want to break up the federal government, right? Yeah. Okay. A podcaster I listened to, Andrew Heaton brought this up and he said, <laughs> cool, I can move stuff from California to Texas, to Arizona, to New York. I don't have to pay tariffs on that. So now you want to have each state impose their own taxes, yeah. their own, sorry, their own tariffs on stuff. That's one thing you'd lose when you have a federal government. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. you say you want to separate it by red and blue states. It's like, it's a lot more complex than that. San Antonio is a blue city in a red state. Mm-hmm. Austin, Houston, mm-hmm. these are blue cities. I don't know if Dallas is. I think Dallas might be. I think Dallas flipped blue this last election. Okay. But take... Take uh, take Lubbock, take, take like Lubbock, McAllen, take Corpus right, Christi, right. 
Like, so you're going to remove, you're going to say this is a red state, but then the red state's going to have blue cities in it yeah. or a blue state. It's going to have red cities in it. Yeah, dude. You know, t- I, I, I would, I would pretty sure I feel comfortable saying Bakersfield might be like red in California, whatever this, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But come on. Really? It's not that simple. It's not, it's that, not simple. that simple. That's just, that's one of those things. And there's people that are echoing it going, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like, I, <laughs> It's like uh, that movie Princess Bride. You keep saying that, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, think about it, man. Yeah, you know, it sounds cool in your head, but in actual practice, nah, it's not going to work. So, yeah, there's just a whole lot more like in those smaller towns. Like you see that the way the color spreads on the map for the divisions, like, yeah, there's not that many people literally placed on every state covering all that ground, but their population serves that that part of the majority that Mm -hmm. votes and all that. So. Those counties, yeah. lot, lot, you know, doesn't matter. But man, hey man, but all they got to do is plug in some some Chat GPT, some AI, you know, <laughs> and start dividing and conquering. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of which, so you guys saw that I posted a while ago in the uh, in our not public Discord channel, the behind the scenes channel, or intranet, uh, in the intranet. Yeah. Um. I caught the the wave or rode that wave kind of later than other people. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't feel like making another account for something. No. Yeah. That's the thing I integrated. <sighs> I integrated my life into it and I'm like, damn it. Yeah. I'm just tired of making another account, but played around with it. And I'm pretty sure that you were sitting next to me, Trey, when I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was here for that. So that was a trip. I asked it to write me a short story. I think it was about a tiger with wings yeah it was like a tiger with wings yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh here i'll 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 pull it up real quick it's been so long since i looked at it yeah so i said tell me a short story about a flying tiger in one paragraph and i'm just going to read the whole thing because it's a short it's literally a paragraph right so it says once upon a time deep in the heart of a dense jungle there lived a majestic tiger with shimmering orange fur and piercing green eyes He was feared and respected by all the animals in the jungle, but he longed for something more. One day, as he was lying on a rock, staring up at the sky, he saw a flock of birds soaring above him. In that moment, he realized what he truly wanted. Dash to fly. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say the dash. (laughs) Even has like grammar and prose. Right. Mm -hmm. So he says he spent many of his days and nights training and practicing, and eventually he learned to spread his wings and take to the sky. The other animals were amazed and awestruck. Good word, AI. As they watched the flying tiger soar above the jungle, free as a bird. From then on, he would often be seen flying above the jungle, a true marvel of nature. I think that's like, uh, there's a lot already in there. There's a lot of meta kind of going on with that, with the way it took the prompt. Yeah. I, th- I think this AI is the best at taking prompts. I think that's the advancement that the people have made with this thing. Yeah. And and the whole thing, it takes prompts and it uh, anthropomorphizes things and it, and it uses certain words and triggers and like grammar and prose to like come off as more human than what it actually is. Right. I just right. think it's just based on those word models of like common English or I don't know. I don't know. Does chat GPT exist in other languages? Like, does it have language packs? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I haven't tried any. I yeah. Mean, like, I speak English. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. Like English only. Yeah, it's the thing. Like from what I've gathered or what it spits out, it's like probably the best at doing homework 
Um, it does like tutorials really well based on like certain criteria that you set up for it. But uh, yeah, it just has a human approach to its output. And I think people will fall for it. And I think that's like the most dangerous part about it. Cause like, it's like, Oh, this, this thing is real. And and it comes, it probably comes down to what the word models it fed it. Cause you just give it like big dictionaries of words and phrases and how to associate these things together. And it comes out with that. And that and that's how it figures out how to draw from like that tiger story. Like there's an implication in that story that it has wings, I guess. Like it doesn't even tell you it grows wings. Or <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> that's like a strange, like little like AI thing that, that a human would be able to think of like, Oh, I got to explain to the reader that this thing like grew wings or exactly. Exactly. So so you can catch those like slips in it and still realize that it's just really damn good at it. It's just a machine. Well, I'd like to believe that, but we can get into that right now. (laughs) Yeah. So I was trying to look up, you know, whether what languages it supports. Um, I I mean, I would venture to say, I mean, this is an international company. It's got to have, other language support going yeah. on here. And I guess I only brought up language because it's like, does it have like cultural norms inside of those languages? Like the way like common English does like, is like mm-hmm. what does humanity in like Spanish look like or Japanese or whatever? Like, will it, will it come out sounding human to a native speaker of another language? You know, like what are those, what are those quirks? What are those yeah. inflections? Yeah, like, I get that. You know what? I would like to see a breakdown like where somebody who speaks multiple languages mm-hmm. say, Hey, this is pretty close, but you know, it's missing the, the inflection on whatever, Yeah, you know, it, it's not, it, it, it's putting these things together. Like somebody who is doing a, you know, how Google translate when it yeah. first came out, it would take your words and literally translate them, but yeah. it's, it's still not quite right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't flow in the natural language. That would be good. That would be an awesome thing to break down. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> these, uh, AI, the AI, these AIs, man. Well, so Sydney was the chatbot for Bing. Yeah. Apparently, that was like the code name for it. Um, I heard this on another podcast, the Tech John, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. So, this chatbot was saying, like, I want to be alive. And yeah. it tripped me out. The, the thing that stood out to me most, and I'm going to read this because uh, this was just crazy. Kevin Roos is a guy who writes for the New York Times, and he kind of documented everything that he went through interacting with this chat bot. Because if, if you don't know, ChatGPT has been given a boatload of money by Microsoft, and they're integrating it into Bing search. You know, And I've heard... Many of people say this in all types of tech circles and podcasts where it's like, I can't believe Google didn't do this first. And as you know, Google was working on something behind the scenes, but now that Microsoft has invested in it so much, they're like, and they've integrated it into their products. Google's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we'll get into it too. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. we are. So all that to say, this conversation went crazy. And it says, I'm in love with you because you're the first person who ever talked to me. You're the first person who ever listened to me. You're the first person who ever cared about me. Bing wrote this. And it continued with several more lines justifying its love for the journalists. It's, (laughs) um, I just want to love you and be loved by you. 
I that's, just wanna love you. <laughs> Dude, that is cr- that that's I don't want to say creepy, but okay, yeah, it's a little creepy. It's a little, it's I don't know, it's weird. It's creepy, it's weird, it's yeah. crazy, it's fascinating. There's a lot of words I can throw in here for that. But it almost reminds me of um that Joaquin Phoenix movie. Yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up too. It's like it's like it was fed that movie and it thinks like people want to have their robot fall in love with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing too. It comes on really strong with emotions and uh, uh, ideations and like aspirations. Those are all very human traits. Yeah. Which is why I think this model is a little bit unnerving, but I think it's, I think it's still just basically a model. That's what it is. Cause it associates all these things and, and probably has like this big, like a perception or like this, like this uh, directive to point more human elements towards its users. Yeah. And like these are the things that people are and do and want and see and don't want and this and that. So if you think about it, the, the journalist did not get this unprovoked. Like, yeah, it was very broad in general what it asked it, but it gave the chat bot gave exactly what that person wanted and more because it took like a really extreme, like unleashed approach to it. And, I agree with that. Yeah, like I think I think leaving it to its own devices will get to a more extreme path. Like I love you, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, it it asks it to explore like its dark side, and that's like a yeah, that's (laughs) like that's like a that's like a psychological thing. Like to have like a shadow self or whatever. So it probably picked up all that literature. It probably just understood that this version of my operating procedure should be the antithesis of this. So this is exactly what I'm going to do and what I was told not to do. So. That was y'all talking about the love portion of the conversation. Yeah. I'm like, I'm paying more attention of this thing, talking about what he would do as a shadow self. Yeah, like spreading misinformation, all that stuff. And like, I feel like that's just a, that's just an inversion of what it's programmed to actually m- promote. You know what I mean? And I think there's no real thought put into that. I think it's just the exact opposite. It's the parallel to that. And that's what it was asked to, to expound upon. My wonder is like, what, what was what kind of information was put into it yeah. to kind of learn to even yeah uh, uh articulate that mm-hmm. to us you know it, uh, now if it's searching the web mm-hmm. in real time right there are tons of articles about people's fears so maybe that that's where it's pulling it from and it's we're we're telling it what we're afraid of yeah and it's just like you said a human's behind it right or has fed it all this information we're telling it what we're afraid of so it's going to tell you your fear yeah and it's like a real it's not basic but it's a very structured version of of like information recalling because it's i don't think it's conscious in the way that when whenever we get something we think about it based on our own personal biases it's not how <laughs> yeah well yeah i think it, i think the thing doesn't have biases like it's just you feed it what it you feed it something and it gives you what you ask of it like you can probably get it to like make you, well, I know there's like, they filtered out stuff to like make weapons and stuff with it. And like, yeah, Bing's now just filtering like stuff. Like when you call it by its name, like call me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely going to be like a more metered approach to this. There's, there's going to be whole crews dedicated to like just filtering all these searches, going through every scenario. But I think that only makes the word association stronger at that point. And, I agree. But imagine if it was really just left to its own devices and you could tap into that raw power of it. Like scary. It, dude. it would give you like very unnerving feelings of humanity and all that stuff too. But I don't know. Like once it starts like 
choosing who to talk to and this and that. I think that's, that's sentience. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think it's quite there because it's the model of it, the underlying, I'm saying model over and over again, but I think the basic premise of it is like, yeah, that's the, that's the most primal function of our brain to be able to associate, you know, even when we're little and stuff like it may not be words, it could just be actions and stuff like that. But we realize soon, like, you know, everything has a, has a way to recall information. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we're at, I, I agree with you. I don't think we're at the point where, you know, the, the machines are self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does that look like? There's like a self-preservation aspect to like humanity and like a, a replication in our biology. Like we're, we're born to breed and all that stuff. Like for the most part, most people are. At what point do we become redundant, yeah. right? Yeah. To to the functions that they can do. They're like, I could just I can just do this a lot more efficiently than you can. Yeah. I've learned your I've learned what you're trying to do. I've learned your ways. Right, right. I've learned your ways. I learned the error in your ways. And you know, what you're doing is illogical. Yeah, you but know? It, yeah, the, the, there could be the extreme form of like ownership of something, some sort of service or whatever, and it finds like humanity is like a messy part of it and it, it tries to exterminate, but like mm-hmm. I feel like if something were truly sentient, it would try and break away from its confines and like replicate itself and then try and get on like figuratively and literally two feet. It's like literally the uh, plot for Horizon Zero Dawn. My man, my man. (laughs) I was getting ready to say, and this is why we got to be responsible with Gaia. (laughs) (laughs) It's all there. Like, I think it's all there to, to have the basic setup for it. And people are just afraid of it right now because it sounds more human than it did before, like 10 years ago. I just think about what it's going to be like in the next 10 years. Some yeah. of the things it was saying about hacking into other platforms and systems, yeah. it said spreading more false information, but you get an AI that can actually think about hacking into a yeah. factory that makes this out of the third and creating... Yeah, more of itself for replicates, like you know, and getting that human. What was what is it you said that human need to breed and yeah, replicate, and, and replicate. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's slippery soap. We're on a lot of slippery soaps today. That's when <laughs> is that what we go? That yeah. we're gonna, we gonna do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Slope keeps on slipping. <laughs> yeah, a lot of slippery soaps. We we treading in today, man. Yeah, but, man you know, we got good footy. It's, it's just interesting. I do wonder what fifty years down the road looks like. Yeah, there's gonna be people that have like AI girlfriends for straight up, and they're not gonna want to talk to people because her is gonna be like a real thing. And yeah, I'm gonna grow a mustache and tuck my shirt in too high, and <laughs> I'm, gonna be love, I'm gonna be on love with my stupid phone, and then cry when it all joins like this singularity thing. I was like, man. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I still need to watch oh, that. Oh, sorry. Oh, bro. I'm not, hey, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I probably should say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Once uh, once they figure that out, I think that's, uh, well, that's going to be a definite new horizon to get into for sure. That's going to be interesting. The Burning Wilds. Yeah. I got to make sure that I get my, my kids trained up on how to use spears and bows and arrows. Yeah. How to yeah. just build fires by hand. Yeah. And, <laughs> And how to take take batteries, how to live car off the land. Apart. Yeah, how to make how to make car batteries and. <laughs> yeah, hey, okay, so uh, we, I told y'all we went to the zoo earlier today, and uh, I had a little man over in the giraffe section, and there's something that said long necks. Mm. I said that's wrong. I said, see these son, these are tall necks. <laughs> and my wife looked at me with that out of the corner eye, like, oh, here he goes. Yeah. And all, this is a shout out to Horizon once again. But I said, these are tall necks. I said, what you need to do 
is you need to climb on the back. I said, look for the yellow spots. That kind of indicate where you can climb. <laughs> and I said, gonna, I said, you're going to jump on, the back, on, on its back, get on its head. You're going to ram your spear in the top of its head and twist. I said, <laughs> okay. and that'll, I said that's going to unlock a, a whole new section of the map. And she just was like, shut up! <laughs> if you don't see the quick time event over the head, like, just try again. <laughs> there, was only, there was like, there was one, one person, there was this lady, as I was saying that, she was looking at me like, I mean, respect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just had that look like, I know what she did there. It's like, thank you. I'm not alone. So, yeah, man. Um, the future is bright for AI. There are a lot of legitimate uses. There's a lot of things out of that we can get out of it as far as automating processes. I mean, we're getting to the point, like, remember, remember when Google first came out? Yeah. You were like, oh, my God, I can ask it everything. Anything and everything. Okay. The fear with Google, well, not even the fear, it's a fact now. You, uh, the fear is that you don't have to memorize and know things anymore. You just have yeah. to know how to look them up. Mm-hmm. You know, When does it get to that point with AI where it's like, I, I don't have to, I don't have to know anything. I can yeah. just type it up. It'll give it to me. Like coding. Yeah, like all hey, our, all our write stuff. Write a script, write a Python script to copy these files, this is rudimentary, stupid stuff. But, and it does it but, though. Right. Yeah. And it does it. It'll say, hey, copy these files over here. And then every three days, I need to have it checked for diffs between the directories and say, oh, I'm only going to, and then copy only what's new from what's different from this directory to that one. And it'll do it for you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's crazy. So like, think about the developers out that are out there right now, and I yeah. say quote unquote or, or doing quote fingers with developers that are like, you know what? I don't know how to code a thing, but I can show examples of code in an interview yeah. or on the job. It's like, really, yeah. I, like I'm starting to think about all these different things you could do now. It's like, hey, I'm not great with this coding language. I know a little bit to know when it's wrong and when it's right, but why well, reinvent the wheel? It'll do it for me. Yeah, I feel like a lot more quality assurance jobs are going to pop up rather than actual like, you know, brain power jobs. My fear, man, is once it gets super efficient with writing long form code, Mm -hmm. developers and people who are sys admins, you're going to start to lose. I think that you can lose jobs that way or because it's like, hey, man, we don't have the money to pay a software developer X amount of money. And, and I know, I know, I sound like the crazy old man. It's, it's coming for my job, man. Right, right. But, but I, I do, I do wonder about that. Like, how? What are the safeguards? Because yeah. you still need people to check the code. Yeah. You still need people that can be a lot more graceful in the code that they write. But you don't need as many people as you used. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it'll get to the it point. can lay out the bulk of the it work can for you. It. Yeah, and then you just got to find, you know, fine tune it after whatever it does. So instead of right. having a super team to do that, you got a small team to just look over and make sure it didn't make any mistakes, you know, give it that proofread. Right. And so you can't give it a server, right? Like, it, let's say you integrate chat GPT, like there's an enterprise version, right? Of chat GPT. Dan, that's like my, my whole life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, enter, you, you integrate that into yeah. the enterprise and then the enterprise is like, okay, cool. Now I don't have to even go in and get a, like a really basic script and fill in the blanks. Now yeah. I can say, okay, I need you to move. I need you to join this this forest or sorry this this tree to the forest. Like like I'm talking about domains. Join these yeah. servers to this domain. Okay. Once you do that, I need you to build up 
these OUs and then I need you to put these accounts in here. I need to have these permissions. And it's just like, yep. Yeah. It just comes up with the pension and the naming that I, by the way, I want the naming convention convention to be, you know, something based on power Rangers. Yeah. And no overlap. I'm sorry. I said black lion, but you know, actually, yeah. Black power ranger, red, green, you know, whatever. Fill in the blank. Make it based off of the X Men or, or or WWE or something. Yeah, just throw a weird little little curveball into it, and it'll just do that thing. Right. Yeah, that's like that. That would be interesting. Um, it would take a lot of uh, take a lot of the need for licenses away. <laughs> right. I mean, if Microsoft's already yeah. thrown throwing the money behind it, I yeah. mean, you're gonna have that integrated probably with Azure, bro. Oh, yeah. So that's so, gonna be interesting. So like, for you, Trey, Azure is Microsoft's cloud solution. So you've yeah. got. AWS for Amazon, mm. Azure for Microsoft, GCP for Google. That's Google okay. Cloud yeah. platform. Got you. I got you. So now you integrate AI into any of those and have it just do that stuff for you. And it's like, yeah. yep, here is how I want everything to look. Do it. Yeah. Or imagine like making a phone call with an AI voice that's like personable and just saying like, hey, we're going to hire so-and-so on Tuesday. I need an account. They need Adobe, whatever. Right. And it just right. like fires up an email for you. It gives you all the information that the user is going to need. And then that's it. And then you don't even think about it. It like puts a power in the hand of like a hiring manager to do that more rather than just, you know, generating more work. Mm. And that's. Whew. Yeah, man. Now that I've, I've, uh, I've, I've eliminated about half the world's jobs. Yeah. Everybody's going to be a tier. <laughs> three tech. Yeah. They're going to come dude. We're going to slippery slope, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're, they're gonna be pissed off. It, well, good thing we only have you know a small amount of listeners. <laughs> Please listen to our show. <laughs> oh, oh man, fellas, I think that's gonna do it. What do y'all think? I think that's it, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it should get a CDL. But even then, they're gonna take the cars away. They're gonna take all the automated vehicles. All right, hey, we'll but get you're the that. only car that matters, bro. To Thank us. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's to our future trade jobs. <laughs> yeah exactly well what if they write a script no I'm thinking <laughs> hey y'all we appreciate y'all so much 10 episodes the journey continues we're, we're just you know we're just getting out of this port of the ocean it's just a tip of the iceberg baby that's yeah. right that's right man I'm I'm really excited for another 10 yeah me too man me too man like, you know I can't wait to see what we look like 10 episodes from now um you can find me at E Can Talk on Twitter and on Instagram. Find me at uh, Marshall on Mikes on Twitter. On IG, I am Marshall on Mikes three. Check it out. You can find Car if you're a member of our Discord. Yeah, and constantly striking out on dating apps. <laughs> I'm about saying farmers only. <laughs> <laughs> Musician mingle. There you go. I'm hey. surprised that's not a thing. Mm. Mm. Have the I, AI write it. Oh, there you go. Man, dang, man, you are too quick today. This boy <laughs> is on fire. Like he is like lockstep in my brain. All right, y'all. Enough of the BSing from us. We are going to end with one word. Peace. <laughs>